Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Everybody, please put hey. a thumb in the air. everybody how you doing well that's good welcome to broad street hockey radio that's right bsh radio my name is bill Matz. i'm your director of fun and games for the evening happy american thanksgiving out there to uh to all of our listeners we have a very special episode for you so let's get right to it and let's lead it off as we always do with the introductions and let's start with stephalicious d steph driver um i have a thing to say about the new twitter what are they called? Fleets. Of fleets. Course. Fleets. Fleets. The new Twitter fleets. In theory. Now, I really love Instagram stories. I love them. So in theory, I really like the idea of Twitter fleets too. And I've used them a handful of times. The problem is, I don't need an excuse for more people in my DMs. And when you want to comment on my fleet, it takes you right to my DMs. And that's been a lot for the first week or so of Twitter fleets. Oh, Steph now, gets interaction. Well, because I post I post Bear, and people uh. really like Bear, which I understand. I really like him, too, even though right now he's scratching at the door. I really like him, and I like when people like him as well. That's a cat that you hear now. We're, <laughs> we're doing really great. Um... I don't need an excuse for more people in my DMs. Thank you. Look at this fucking guy. I just don't understand why it's, like, necessary. We already have stories on Snapchat and on Instagram. Like, why did we need another stories thing? We didn't. But they're trying to compete with Facebook, and Facebook owns Instagram. So 
I just That's like I never I never thought the best way to compete with someone is to do exactly what they're doing. Yeah, right. Because like, why wouldn't someone just? I whatever. I don't give Bill, a fuck. Bill, I'm never going to use it. I fleeted once, and it was sharing a tweet that said how stupid fleeting was. So whatever. Bill, it's it, because what? it's because the biggest scam about the tech industry is that they have no new ideas. They just either steal other people's ideas in the industry or they take ideas that actually happened like a hundred years earlier and then just say, why don't we do this idea but make it tech? <laughs> oh, yeah, like when they invented like trains and buses and vending machines. Yep. <laughs> They're so brilliant. Really the best of society. Yes. What if we designed I think a vehicle it was on, and several I think- people could ride in it? I think it was on Eliza Schlesinger's show on Netflix. It was like um, a sketch show, and they're describing like all these new television shows that are coming out. It's like hipsters talking about TV. Like, have you seen the one that's not even a show? It's like words, and you have the show in your mind. And she's like, "That's a book." <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, from theAthletic.com, Charlie O'Connor. Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything hockey related. Nah. Um, I was talking. Go. I was talking before the show because we were we were dis- we were discussing about. Okay, I guess that's happening. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> leave that in. I was gonna say, please leave, leave that, that in. in. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So Steph just like in mid talking while I was talking decided she was going to scream at Bear and there was no way for that not to be incredibly distracting. And she muted it like recording but didn't mute it for us to hear. So we wanted <laughs> I wanted to leave it in and it's not there. I'm so sorry. Anyway, awesome. In fairness, I did mute the microphone. I just didn't know that I was using a different mic for God bless the the video call. I'm so awesome. sorry. <laughs> anyway, the uh, ahead, the John. point I was making was that before the show, we were talking about like, is there anything going on in hockey? And I made the point that the answer to that is actually nothing. In that the most noteworthy, newsworthy thing that's happened in the last week is that apparently Gary Bettman and Donald Fair have not spoken in a week. So the most newsworthy thing in hockey is that nothing is happening in hockey. So that's why Beautiful. I have nothing to talk about. That's just it, it, that really uh, that's really encouraging that those two haven't spoken in a week, and we're like what two weeks away from when training camp needs to start. It's a whole thing. Fine. It's a whole thing. Yeah. I mean, you know what? We all procrastinate, so I guess I can't give them too much shit for just doing what we all secretly love to do. You know what? Fair. I can't get on anyone for procrastinating. Um. Frankie, I'm almost done that movie script. Last, but certainly not least, the fly by herself, Kelly Hinkle. I don't really have anything either, but I'm glad that Steph told me how to get people in my DMs finally. Now I know how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) You got a fleet. I'll put a fleet up there and then people will talk to me. Um, that's going to go against your whole brand of being extremely anti-fleet. I know. I haven't looked at a single fleet and I feel like I can't break that now. I've committed. Yeah, that's it. Oh, I thought you were going to say more stuff. I was nah, drinking. I got nothing. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, I wanted to come in and like lead it off with like, oh, my God, the Flyers and Penguins aren't going to be in the same division. Phil Myers, he doesn't have a contract yet. 
But you know what? I don't care. <laughs> Does anyone have, like, strong feelings about this potential separate division with the Flyers and Pens? I'm not going to have any feelings until anything actually happens. That's fair. That is fair. I mean, I'll- like, I, I can't I can't continue with the state of the world. I can't continue to get worked up about things that haven't happened yet. I'll be bummed if there are no Flyers Penguins games, because I guess theoretically these new divisions will act as bubbles and then there won't be any play outside of the bubble, which means that the Flyers and the Penguins wouldn't play, which is kind of a bummer because even though I feel like the rivalry isn't anywhere near as strong as it had been in the past, mostly because the Flyers haven't been good, um, I still really get up for a Flyers-Penguins game, and it'll suck if there aren't any. The one I mean, thing, it's the one thing ahead, about Charlie. this that that does like in a weird sort of way it cracks me up, but it also is annoying. I, I honestly think one of the big reasons why they're considering doing this is because they think that having like the Penguins in the same division as like the Flyers and the Capitals and the Bruins is like that the division's just going to be too stacked. And they want you know more parity and whatnot, oh, so they no. want to move the Penguins out so that like there aren't really good teams that miss the playoffs because the one division is loaded. But the thing that cracks me up is that I actually think they're wrong. Like, cause basically like the way this, this, this division is going to be set up essentially is it's probably going to either boil down to you have the penguins in the flyers division, or you have the hurricanes in the flyers division. And right now it's looking like they're leaning towards having the hurricanes in the flyers division and they're, they're leaning towards having the penguins out. Now that might change. We'll see. But presumably the impetus behind this or at least part of it because it's not it's not travel if you look at the travel actually it's it's closer if you have the penguins with the flyers and whatever but assuming one of the impetus behind this is that they think the penguins are a really good team i think they're wrong and i think the hurricanes are better than the penguins so like in a way i think they're actually i think they're actually screwing over the flyers a little bit because they're giving them a tougher team to have to play in the hurricanes it's just that the hurricanes aren't the fucking penguins so we just assume the penguins are gonna be great every year when they're gonna be rolling out a third pair of cody cc and mike matheson yeah that's like like kelly said the rivalry isn't what it was a couple of years ago but God damn it, the Flyers are finally good enough to beat them, and they're not yeah. going to be in their division. <laughs> yeah, I had right. to get the shit kicked out of me for the last six years, and now I can't punch back. <laughs> Ooh, I'm and go, also, I, I, like, I, go ahead, go ahead, Kelly. I was just going to say that every single thing that the league has done to try to promote parity has made everything worse. This is just another one. <laughs> so I, I'm going to go on a little Penguins rant here because... Ooh. Um, I've been wanting to go on this rant for a while, and I've sort of been holding it in because I've been waiting. What I'm waiting for is I'm waiting for everyone to predict the Penguins are going to be great this year. And I've been waiting on on do, going on this rant until that happens so that I'm not just attacking a straw man. But, like, I don't understand why everyone in the hockey world is seemingly just, like, taking on faith that Tristan Jari is good. The guy has had 30 games of being a decent goalie, and like we're just like, oh yeah, the Penguins are going to be good because like Tristan Jar, he 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 might be, but there's absolutely nothing. There's no evidence that like a 25 year old goalie who was never in the NHL until this year, really, as like a full time starter, had 30 good games, and now is like, yeah, they're going to be fine because Jari's fine. Like he might be fine, but he very well might fucking suck. We just hold on. This happened on the episode that I was. 
in North Carolina on because I was just listening to that when I showered yesterday. Okay. Well, so I'm the just, Listomania I, episode okay. definitely has Charlie talking about how we're just assuming Tristan Jari's good. I'm mad about this because people are not, I feel like <laughs> I respect it. I'm really we know what it is. It's part it goes back to the Hurricanes too. Like everyone rightfully is like, well, the Hurricanes are a good team, but you gotta worry about their goaltending. And you do. Peter Morozik isn't that great, and James Reimer is whatever. But, like, why aren't we saying the same thing about the Penguins? They're in the exact same position. Because yeah, the Penguins weird. have Sidney Crosby, and he plays goalie. <laughs> and also, like, I, I feel like, and this is something that's borne out by all of those stupid lists that everyone gets pissed off about, there's, like, a weird tendency with hockey people to just, like, lean on like weird historical bias for what's good and what's not and like oh the penguins are good because the penguins are good from five years ago because Sidney yes. Crosby's on. it's like a weird thing like you know Jordan Bennington making a best goalie in the NHL yes. list is like no he's not but he won a Stanley Cup and then you guys remember that because your brains are tiny and you don't have enough room to remember facts and so you put him on the list. It's a, it's like a weird hockey man thing that I can't quite understand because like I'm not analytical at all and I also have a very small brain, but I can remember things like Jordan Bennington's not that good of a goalie. Like it's not hard. <laughs> that that part isn't hard. <laughs> it's it's because it's a results-oriented league and I think that most sports leagues are if you win a Super Bowl, you're good. If you win a Stanley Cup, you're good. Forever? I mean, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I mean, like... It it hasn't been that long. Like, it happens in football. Like, the ghost of Jason Peters will get elected to as a Pro Bowl alternate this year, even though, like, I could run around him. Uh, (laughs) Like, I think Mike Schmidt got voted into the All-Star game the year he just quit midseason because he was like, I suck, I can't play anymore. And he still got voted in, and he was already retired by the time it happened. So, like, I I think it happens in all sports, but it is super annoying because it does always seem to benefit the fucking Penguins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you know what? We're going to give them the division without all those playoff teams. Like, And, yes, <laughs> the Central that they're, like, planning will be good. It's not like it'll be a bad division. But the Flyers, it does just seem like, oh, yeah, they're in the stack division. There's – I have feelings on this. Um, (laughs) And it it comes from the uh, off-season moves that did or did not happen for the Flyers, um, where the other teams in the division, some of them, most of them, did a lot more than the Flyers did. Some teams got worse by signing Cody Cece and more like Kaka Pee Pee. And some teams got worse by signing uh, Jack Johnson. Both of them are in our division. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the other teams, like some of the other teams did make big and good moves or got high draft picks. And the Flyers really didn't. Which I don't, it's not a bad thing that the Flyers didn't do a whole lot. But we're seeing the other teams get, I don't even know if I could say markedly better this offseason. But the other teams are staying competitive when the Flyers should be in a normal world. Really taking the division just because 
they're so good right now. Well, yeah. I, 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 it's not a complete thought. Like, that's, okay. that's what's going on in my brain. Like, the Flyers should be far and away one or two in the division, but the other good teams just keep staying good, and it's infuriating. Well, I mean, they just, like, other teams just did stuff. Like, yeah. I, I think it remains to be seen if they got better or worse, but the Flyers, by not doing much stuff, just stayed good. So, like, yeah. I, I just don't, you know... The idea that doing stuff in the offseason is is good and not doing stuff is bad bothers me. And it's not yeah. – that's not like a Steph Driver assessment. That's like a people in yeah, general yeah. No, assessment. But, yeah, like I'm, I, I do think that the Flyers are going to be – I mean, in normal circumstances in a normal Metro division would be 1-2 in the division for sure. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I just think like the Flyers' improvement will show itself in the investments they've already made growing. Like it's about oh, totally. Joel. It's about Joel Farabee. It's about Travis Sanheim. It's about Carter Hart. It's about Oscar Lindblad. Like all those guys, the idea is they're better because that's what happens at this stage in your career. You continue to develop. Hopefully, that's what that's that's what happens. I think it will, but you know, we'll see. I guess we we've been banking on a lot of these guys for a while. They're finally here. We'll see. It is a bit annoying. And I mean, I guess like this is just part of the fact that every team is trying to obviously not suck. Um, but it is annoying <laughs> that like the teams that probably should be bad are either like getting propped up by coaches that make them be way better than they should be or are just getting incredible. Looking at you, Islanders! Yeah, like the Islanders are not that good of a team, but clearly Barry Trotz just has the ability to voodoo them into being good. Columbus is not that good of a team, but Tortorella has the ability to voodoo them into being decent. The Rangers should be a disaster because they royally fucked up their rebuild, but they've won two consecutive lotteries. Like, there's, there, there's a... There's an alternate universe where, like, the Islanders and Blue Jackets play to the talent of their roster, which isn't that good. The Rangers don't. You know what? The Rangers don't get Capo Caco and Alex Lafreniere in consecutive drafts. I haven't gotten mad about the Rangers winning yeah. the draft one and two in consecutive years, and the Devils having the first overall pick two out of three years. I haven't gotten mad about that. It's coming. I'm not mad about it right now, but it's it's but it, bubbling. Yeah, I was gonna we, say, let it just, build, let it build. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna <laughs> stew for a few weeks. So give give me some time. This is BSH Radio number eight or two eighty four. So give it to like two eighty five, two eighty six, and I'll be real mad about it. I just think like because we have the uh, because we always have Edmonton to point and laugh at, it'll never bother me. Like they won how many lotteries, and it's like they still suck. Like, they couldn't make the playoffs last year with yeah, but I the think best the player exception. in the that's world. Why, yeah, they are. That's the why we laugh at them, because they're the exception, not the rule. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Devils got the bad Hughes brother, and, like, that's pretty funny. That, like, I don't, think he's, gonna, I don't I mean, think he's gonna stay bad. Maybe he might He will, Charlie. as long as he's with the Devils. Yeah, I can, I can hope that he will, and right now, all of the evidence would suggest that I'm correct. <laughs> I just Once think, again, I, right in her analysis. I just think it's it's annoying to me because to me the way the way this division should look right now, and I'm talking about like the actual Metropolitan, not whatever Frankenstein Metropolitan division we're going to get in the event of a restart. Like the way this division should look right now is the two best teams in this division should be the Flyers and the Hurricanes. 
The Capitals should be on the way down. The Penguins should be good but trending down. And everyone else should be mediocre to bad. And instead, the mediocre to bad teams are either getting propped up by high, by high draft picks because they won lotteries or by coaches that are just, like, exceptional. Or... Speaking of coaches that are just exceptional, the fucking Capitals in lobby. Like, wait till we see what he comes out with them next. Like, I am sick of the Metropolitan Division. Blow it up. Yeah, I just... As I said, like... I guess it's just annoying, and it's, it's it's annoying in part because, as I said, the the other teams are obviously trying to win, so they're obviously trying to do smart things that allow them to Fucking continue asshole. to win. So, like, that, I mean, yeah, everybody should just be bad so the Flyers can yeah. dominate the match over 10 years. Like, I don't know fuck? why teams don't just do that. But, it's my uh, turn. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, that that's sort of the frustrating part about it is, like, that's the way I, I have this division setting up in my head, but instead things are happening to make this division tougher than I think it should be. Does anyone have, I mean, it's not even, is anyone the least bit worried that Phil, about Phil Myers? No. Like, yes, because he should have signed by now, but no, because he will sign. Yeah, I guess that's where I'm at. Like, I, if I think too much about it, which I really haven't been, because like, no, you know, um, I, I do kind of worry, like, what like what's going on here? Um, but also, like, Steph said, I mean, he's, he's definitely going to sign. It's just a matter of how long and how pissed off he's going to be at the outcome of their negotiation. It doesn't seem like that ever carries over. Nah, not really. Yeah, like, everyone's right. always like, oh, this was a contentious one. And then it's like a year or two later, yeah, we came to a seven-year agreement. <laughs> it, it's only it's only a contentious one if the player actually doesn't want to be somewhere. Like yeah. like mm. for example, like the Connect Me thing. Connect Me's holdout lasted into into the um into training camp last year. Like he missed training camp days and then he came out and had his best season yet. So like but the thing is that Travis Connect never wanted to leave. Now compare that to like Jacob Truba, who wanted to get the fuck out of Winnipeg. So, like, yeah, they agreed to deals, but those negotiations were always very tense because both sides kind of knew that Jacob Schubert didn't want to be in Winnipeg. Like, I, I think Phil Myers wants to be in Philly. And the point I'll make about a negotiation like this, and this is sort of the way these negotiations always go, these RFA negotiations. Yeah. You have a big push usually on the part of both sides to work out a deal in, like, July. Well, like, and in like a normal offseason, like when when the when the hot part of the offseason happening, when you have like the start of free agency, the draft, you know, the first week or so when everybody's signing deals, and then here's what happens: everybody goes on vacation. Yeah. So, like, that's the thing. Like, you can't look at this as well. Every week is just another week of failure. It's more like once you get to this point of the offseason, like, there's no difference between November 9th and November 28th. Like, they're the same thing because no one's doing anything. It's not like they're talking and banging their heads against the wall. Like, it's just dead. Basically, the way the way both sides are generally looking at it is like, well, we'll get back, you know, we'll get back working on a deal when there's, like, actually a start date for the NHL this year. And then there's a deadline, and deadlines spare action. So, like... It's it's a it's a bit disappointing to me they didn't work out a deal in the beginning of the offseason. But once you got past that that like two week burst of activity, there probably wasn't going to be a deal until we have a little bit more clarity on when this thing's going to start because that's the next time there's going to be urgency. 
Yeah, and we said like a couple weeks ago, there's a chance they might have the one or two year deal in their back pocket. And they, you know, said, all right, we know we can get this done. Let's circle back, see what the hell else happens, if anything else comes up, and then we'll see if we can work something else out. And if not, boom, you're signed. Like, I'm not worried. I was just, you know, wondering, because it's the only piece of unfinished business at this point, is Phil Myers. Have still received zero donations toward my Phil Myers jersey. <laughs> very much. Christmas is coming, though. <laughs> you have to, uh, you have to fleet your Venmo. Oh, is that the ticket? I think that's what you're going to have to do. And then you'll get both donations and DMs. <laughs> I'm going to post a picture of someone else's boobs with my Venmo and then let the DMs and the monies fly in. Okay. That's my plan. That would have fooled me. <laughs> Bill, whip them out. Uh, so, okay. Um <laughs> All right, so obviously it is thank it is American Thanksgiving week. Got it. We have we have some Canadian listeners, and I don't know what the hell goes on in Europe with their Thanksgiving, uh, but uh, uh, it's, their it's, Thanksgiving is they come here and kill the indigenous populations. That's their Thanksgiving. Well, well, someone had to do it. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh, and we're all fired. Okay. I suppose they didn't. You know, they could have not done that. You know, some would say it would be better if they hadn't. Yeah, some, some, including the people they genocided, yes. uh, would decide uh, that was bad. But anyway, American Thanksgiving is all about eating food uh, at a gluttonous level and watching football and getting drunk with your family. So I just went and, you know, giving thanks. I guess that's where I was going with this before we went off the rails. Uh, so I just want to know, Flyers-wise, what is everybody thankful for with this team? I just want to have a real corny radio show. What are you thankful for? Let's go around the table. Okay, I'll start. I'm thankful that no Flyers or anybody in the organization has died from the Rona this year. That's good. It's a good thing. I'm very thankful for that. Jesus Christ, what a bleak reality. <laughs> yeah. I'm thankful that the Flyers are finally, for probably the first time in over a decade, actually good and trending upward. And that means that all of this is going to be a lot more fun. Like, we've had so much fun doing the show, and the Flyers have been trash the entire time. And now they're going to be good. So I can only imagine how much more fun it's going to be. I'm running out of stuff to talk about, but that might just be this really weird. Everything's weird right season. now. Yeah. Nothing. Charlie just said the most notable thing that has happened is nothing has <laughs> happened. Like <laughs> yeah. that's what this off season is. <clears throat> Chuck, what are you thankful for? Um, I guess I'm just going to follow up on the article that I published today, um, which is season review of Carter Hart. And it's sort of, as I was doing the research for it um, and putting together exactly what I wanted to write, it, it really hammered home like just how high I am on Carter Hart. And mm. in a weird sort of way, like I know everyone knows, I know everyone knows that Carter Hart is good. Like, and I'm talking by everyone, I mean like the hockey world at large. But I almost think that, like, he's still somehow get, not getting as much hype as he should be, considering how rare it is 
for a goalie to be as good as he is this young. Like, I think there was a, there was like a top 25 under 25 list that got published um, mm-hmm. a few days ago by somebody. It was like NBC or something. And yeah, Hart was, was on there, but Hart, Hart was like 19th. And my thing is like, look, like, I'm not saying that like Elias Pettersson and Mira Haskin and those guys like aren't really freaking good. They are. But here's the thing. We see... 19 20 year old defensemen 19 20 year old centers be really good every year like that's a normal occurrence like it's not it's it's not like it's not impressive but like we see it constantly we never see a 21 year old goalie be this good like this doesn't fucking happen and the fact that it's happening I feel like it's almost like we're not making as big of a deal out of it as we should for some strange reason like Every year we see a 20-year-old center be great, and then we, we proclaim him the next big thing. But, like, we're now seeing something we never get to see, and we're just like, well, we got to see how Carter Hart plays out. Like, do we, though? Or do we know that, like, if he's this good, this young, how good is he going to be in four years? That's I think people, one, like, don't realize the age difference between him. Because we see players at this age... At every other position where a lot of people are just like, oh, well, yeah, young players taking over the league. But it's like, no, like goalies pre-25 aren't good. And he's really good. And I think like in terms of Flyers fans, like we recognize it, but we're all a little, no one wants to jinx it. Like yeah. Yeah. no one wants to be the one who's like Carter Hart Hall of Fame. And then when he has the down season, it's like, well, all our hopes and dreams are dashed. I also well, that and and nationally people are just terrified of projecting goalies yes. yeah. because they're so voodoo. Voodoo. Look at like Matt Murray. What did we all like what did everyone think Matt Murray was going to be? Now the Penguins couldn't wait Trash. to get rid of him. <laughs> that yeah, happened think, in the in the span of like 3 seasons. I honestly think that that's what it is. It's that I think that everyone in their mind knows that Carter Hart is this good and they have acknowledged it and accepted it in their hearts as truth. But no one wants to say it out loud because goalies don't make any sense and no one wants to be on the record as being wrong about something. So no one can say with any confidence, except for Charlie because he's got balls, that Carter Hart is actually good because they don't want to have people pull up their tweet three years from now and be like, this aged well. Like, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the good good news about... Everybody hating you already is that you don't get any of those bad takes pulled up <laughs> years from in the future. Yeah, you have to if you're you're saying, consistently hated. If you're yeah. saying things like this aged well, you are the least creative motherfucker. You have no brain power or originality whatsoever. Like you suck. You're actually bad at Twitter if you're replying to things this aged well. Yeah, so we're talking to all of the Flyers fans that pull up Micah's Ivan Provorov tweet every single time he does something good. Stop doing that. Silly. <laughs> but yeah, so I am, I, if you're asking what I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for Carter Hart. That's a good Hell one. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love it. No, like, Carter Hart is at the top of my list, as is, you know, on an even bigger level, Oscar Lindblom and his recovery. God, yes. I'm very thankful for, the, like Kelly said, the direction of this organization, all these things. Um, but really, man, like, Charlie, you put out a tweet. Uh, you put out a, a, a tweet thread, like, last week after the show where you were just talking about uh, 
how this show has gone since we relaunched with BSH number 79. And Jesus Christ, man, so much like we got so much uh, just outpouring from our listeners. I am so thankful for our goddamn listeners. Like, Me too. We're recording the day before Thanksgiving in an, in an off season where absolutely nothing has happened and our numbers will be pretty good. Like, we've seen it with the parties, the support we get from everybody. We see it with our download numbers, how consistent they are. Like, our listeners are fucking awesome. Uh, we, they've helped us turn this into, like, a job. This is something we thought we were going to have to pay Wildfire to let us do when we started. And now we get paid kind of well for it. I, yeah, seriously. First of all, Charlie, that whole tweet thread made me feel really nice. So thanks for doing it. It was nice. Um, but yeah, I, I do genuinely love the people that listen to this show. Even though, like us, they're all a bunch of weirdos. Um, I genuinely love, love them. And I always loved getting to meet them in person at our parties, like seeing someone with a stupid name tag on with their Twitter handle and being like, Oh yeah, you're that person. And it's like, you know, it's super fun. It's like a little family we've got here and it, it's really, really awesome. And I am super thankful for it. I just, I just think there's a like, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to criticize other podcasts. Um, but I think like a lot of other hockey podcasts, the big hockey podcasts, they're very professional. You know, they're very, like, you know, straight-laced. And, like, yeah, they'll make jokes here and there. But, like, it's all about, like, hockey as the serious business. And I just think that, like, it's cool that we kind of show that you can become a very popular podcast by, like, yes, we talk about serious stuff. And I drop stats. And, you know, everybody gives, you know, informed opinions backed up by evidence and whatnot. But, like, I I like the fact that we have fun and that – you know, the fact that, like, we're friends and we have fun and we joke about stuff, like, that's not just, like, a side thing about this podcast. That's a major part. It's an integral part of this podcast. And I think it shows that, like, one thing that I think people in the industry, and it's something that I've very much tried to keep in mind as I've, you know, moved into a journalism role, full-time journalism role, hockey, is that, like, you can't forget that hockey is supposed to be fun. Like you, even even if you're a stat person, even if you're big in the numbers, even if you're a professional journalist who's breaking stories, like you can't get so sucked in to the professional aspects of this game to forget that it's a game, and it's supposed to be fun, and people watch this to have fun and to meet other people who have fun watching hockey, and I think that's a really cool thing about this podcast is that I don't think we lose sight of that, and I think that's important. Well, I certainly did not get into this business to work. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) If I wanted to fucking work, I'd be doing it somewhere else where they, like, where you get rich, you know? (laughs) If I really wanted to work hard, I'd do it at something that paid you, like, millions of dollars. But, yeah, man, it's it's so cool. I just wanted to say thanks to all of our listeners. And, shit, thanks to you three. Like, like Charlie said, it, it is fun. And... Like, I said, let's do this show at 1230 today, and I woke up at 1127 to you guys being like, let's go, Bill, 1130, we're recording. And I just got up and did it, and I was never like, oh, fuck, I gotta work. It was like, all right, let's go record the show, let's go. And, like, it has never once in these however many years together now been like, ah, fuck, gotta go do the show now. 
Like, I, sometimes after post-game, because I'm by myself and they just got their fucking doors blown off. But, like, when it's with you guys, it's always a pretty good time. Yeah, every time one of us has to miss a week, we're usually bummed about it. Like, super bummed yeah. about it. Like, I have, I've got a house full of guests right now. <laughs> and I'm still oh, lucky up you. here. This is well, it's my it's my brother and sister in law, ah. so they're they're obligated to like me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm up here talking to you guys. I've locked myself in the room, and I, I'm up here talking to you guys. And just to to follow up on everything that everyone else has said about our listeners, I, I've never felt a sense of community like we have here between not only the three of us and then the other two from Flyperbole and, and uh. the rest of Broad Street Hockey. <laughs> <laughs> the other two, those guys. <laughs> but like all of Broad Street Hockey and then all of SB Nation, but it's it's more than that. It's the community that we're building and it's, it's an all-inclusive community except for shitheads where no one stands for assholes being part of our community. And I think that that's part of what really makes what we do here special because not only do we have fun and not only do we talk about hockey and not only are we friends, but we actually stand for something too, which is a big deal. A lot of people don't, a lot of people are too scared to do that and we're not, and our listeners are not. So uh, thank you everybody for being amazing. All right. So that was, that was really heartfelt and I appreciate that Steph. Um, I have a soul sometimes. <laughs> so last week, last week we went back in time and looked at a year ago show. Now I want to go into the future. Uh, I, I want to fast forward a year. Uh, flyers wise, what will we be thankful for when we're doing this show twelve months from now? Hmm. I hope that I, I hope that twelve months from now life is back to normal. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> I hope that the, I'm in, like. Yeah, non-flyers-wise, I'm I'm hoping to be thankful for like life back. Yeah, like I'm hoping that I'm thankful that I get to like go to a lot more Flyers games because I live in the city now. Like that's yeah. what I hope I'm thankful for. Otherwise, I'll just be thankful that we're still doing this show and that the Flyers are actually good. Bars won't be shut down at 5 p.m. on this day, <laughs> five uh, yeah. 12 months from now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, go go ahead, Steph. Oh, oh, I've got nothing. Like, I was going to say probably still Carter Hart. <laughs> That's a pretty fair guess, I think. Um, yeah. But, like, I have no idea. I don't know what next week is going to look like or what next month is going to look like. I, I can't project a year in the future, but I think that I can safely say that I will still be thankful for Carter Hart and also the rest of the good boys on this hockey team. Um, so I'm going to be doubly optimistic. I'm going to say two things that are both very optimistic, but I'm, you know what? I'm in a good mood, so why not? The first thing I'm going to say that I'll be thankful for in, um, in 12 months, because my, my expectation is that in 12 months, this will actually be the 2021-2022 season, because it seems Yeah, it will be like a month like, into the season, hopefully. Yeah, so it's like two seasons away. Um, but I, I think number one that I think I will be thankful for is I think I will be thankful for the Wells Fargo Center actually being a great environment to watch a hockey game again. Yes. Because I mm. do think, number one, I do think that by next November we will have a vaccine that will be distributed and we will be allowed to pack an arena again by next November. And then number two, I think the Flyers will be good enough that it's going to sell out. And that the people that are going are going to be so 
much. They they they're gonna be they've missed hockey so much, missed going to hockey games so much. That place is gonna be rocking like the good old days, and I'm I, I am going to be extremely thankful whenever I get to see that. The second thing, I think this time November next November, I think we're gonna be thankful for Morgan Frost. Ooh, I, ooh, I think I like Morgan it. Frost is going to be a productive player in the NHL by then, and I think we're gonna be very thankful for the player he's become. I like that. That's spicy. I'm into it. I think by this time next year, I'm going to be thankful for the uh, the hangover finally ending after the Flyers Stanley Cup parade. Guys, come on. <laughs> come on. I'm being optimistic. I'm into here. it. I'm going to be thankful for Claude Giroux's Conn Smythe playoff performance. I'm going to be thankful for uh, that vaccine that allowed us to party out on broad. And it's going to be a great fucking time. I'm telling you. Excellent. I like it. <laughs> I'm and I will always and forever be thankful for Nolan Patrick. Of course. Loving this I optimism. Mean, that should, that's a given. Uh, very quickly, because I know Steph wants to wrap it up. I want some Thanksgiving food takes here. I know you've got them. I want Ooh. some Thanksgiving food takes. I'm fucking ready. I'm so ready. I number know. one, green bean casserole is great. Yes. Um, number two... I'm not that into Thanksgiving food, but I respect people who are. Uh, number three, I don't drink on Thanksgiving because I'm too busy filling my face with food. <laughs> I will say that all of it is good. People that hate it are miserable curmudgeons who just want to be cool by hating something that people love. All of it is good. Turkey is good if you know what you're doing. Cranberry yeah. sauce is good. Pumpkin pie is good. Other pie is good. Mashed potatoes are good. Yams are good. Fucking all of it's good. All of it's good. Stop hating things that are nice. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's not like if I'm dying, I'm not going to ask for a Thanksgiving feast. Well, no, 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 no. It's yeah. not my yeah. favorite food in the whole world. But on this day, like one day a year, I look forward to the Thanksgiving meal that I've had for my whole life. And it's really delicious. And I like every part of it. And then I don't want to eat it again for another year. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm more on the Steph train where, like, I don't think Thanksgiving food is bad, but there, there are other versions of, like, that type of food that I would prefer. Like, I would much prefer if, like, Thanksgiving food was steak rather than turkey mm. because yeah. I, think steak is, I think steak is better than turkey. Like, I don't think turkey's bad. I just think there's, like, a better variation in the same food group that I would prefer to substitute it with. But, like, it's good. Like, stuffing's fine. I don't think it's, like, the best version of, like, that thing you put on the plate. It's fine. Like, mashed potatoes I don't like, but I understand the appeal. I'd much prefer roasted potatoes. I, I don't have time. I don't have time or energy to to, to break that down. <laughs> I really don't. Like, mashed get, potatoes the, may be the most perfect food. I get the appeal. That is ever, like, I, I, like you could put anything in mashed potatoes and... It makes it better, but by themselves are delicious. I actually don't skip like the them. Texture. I skip them because I don't want to fill up my stomach with mashed potatoes when I could leave room for something else. That's the only reason I, I also. Skip them. I've got I've got two other food takes. All of the Thanksgiving desserts, the traditional Thanksgiving desserts, are absolute trash. Oh no! All That's them, crazy no. talk. What, what pumpkin are the pie is delicious. Desserts? Oh yeah, pumpkin, pumpkin pie, pie disgusting. Apple pie disgusting. Apple pie disgusting. Apple pie disgusting. Is good. Uh, we don't even. I've have never apple met pie someone who doesn't like apple pie. 
disgusting because some of the apples are mushy some of them are crunchy none of them are actually uniform you can get one that's mushy on the outside crunchy on the inside it's apple pie is disgusting See, here we go again you've only had bad apple pie then that's yeah. that's to me somebody made you an i've apple had pie that doesn't know how to make apple no, no, pie. No, 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 no. i no 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 have you have you seen my bakery that no longer exists i've had their apple pie everything they make is delicious except for like i just don't like apple pie i don't okay, like fair. apple pie fair I love pumpkin pie. It's one of my favorite desserts. I have never had pecan pie because it's always, like, it's always an option when pumpkin pie is also an option. And why the fuck wouldn't I have pumpkin pie? If I had to choose, like, pecan pie is good, but it's basically just, like, eating mouthfuls of, like, brown sugar, which, like, theoretically not bad. But, like, if I'm going to choose a pie... I would rather it be pumpkin pie just because it's a little less eating corn syrup directly from the jar. But, I mean, it is tasty, <laughs> for sure. I, My only I thanks... I, I, don't, I don't like anything that has, like, a pumpkin taste. I just don't like the taste oh, of pumpkin. I fucking love pumpkin. I go to Starbucks, get their pumpkin offerings. Oh, it's my favorite. Yeah, like pump, pumpkin beer, not a fan. Anything that's, like, pumpkin-flavored or has, like, hints of pumpkin, I don't like. Is it, own, we could have done a whole show just on so this. Wait, pumpkin spice, Charlie, or pumpkin the actual gourd? Okay. Because some people, I feel like some people don't like pumpkin spice. Like, if you don't like pumpkin spice lattes, like, there's no pumpkin situation in there at all. You might actually no, like nutmeg. pumpkin. Well, I, yeah, I it's mean, just I don't, the spices. I, I don't know if I like or don't like pumpkin spice lattes because I don't like lattes, so I've never tried it. <laughs> Fair <laughs> No, you got to go pumpkin cream cold brew. That's what you go with. People were dying for those this year. I never oh, my had God. I was, I was drinking them by the gallon. <laughs> my only Thanksgiving food take, I'm rapping, I'm rapping. My only Thanksgiving food take is all food is Thanksgiving food if you eat it on Thanksgiving. Like they're gonna be I prime respect rib- it. There are going to be prime rib sandwiches at my house. We used to deep fry a duck. Ooh. Like there could be any number of things. I'm going to have penne with cream sauce. I always have it. Anything is anything. It's it's all Thanksgiving food. Yeah, that, that, I want to come to a Matt's Thanksgiving. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, that you can take Bill, my. That, that's kind. That's kind of my view. Like, if I ever get to the point where like I have a family and like a house and everything, like my thing is like the spirit of Thanksgiving is just picking out. It has nothing to do mm-hmm. with like you have to have turkey. Like, I will try to you know make sure that my Thanksgiving family feast has multiple portions that i really really like like fine we'll have some turkey but like you know get me some stuff that i really really dig that isn't necessarily traditional thanksgiving like rather than we get in pie let's have a chocolate cake because why the fuck not and that is all the time we have for you on broad street hockey this week thank you all for listening thank you for hanging out i don't know how we filled as much time as we did but we did and so that's it uh for kelly for charlie for steph i'm bill happy thanksgiving to all and to all see you next week are you ready to talk about sports